Tabiso Musia on SAFM. And the coach joins us on the line. Coach, good evening from us on SAFM. Thank you very much for being able to take our call tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, coach. Thank you. Uh, uh, congratulations in order. Firstly, are you a granddad again? Because we did hear that Liz's wife was expecting. That's right. <laughs> she gave birth to a, a quite a large potential goalkeeper boy. Uh, four, four, four kilos plus and 50 centimeters. So he's a big lad and he's... Uh, the only thing he was missing was a pair of goalkeeper's gloves. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Sign him up very quickly. But how is the That's family? The how's the family doing? Are they well? Is Lee back in the uh, country fantastic. now? Well, Lee came back. Lee came back. Uh, he was there long enough. He was there five days in, in Sweden with his wife after she gave birth. Just long enough to see that she'd stabilised and mother, and mother and baby were doing very well. And then he... He got back and he arrived the same day as my wife arrived. So I've got two members of the family and the and the baby and his and his missus they will they will be joining as soon as the, it's medically correct to travel. Uh, that's wonderful to hear, Coach, and we wish them a, a safe stay here in South Africa and a wonderful stay again here in South Africa. And you've been back Thank now for you very much. you've been back for a few months now, Coach. Um, how was it coming yeah, back? Was it a difficult decision to make returning to Chiefs? Yes and no, really, because yes, difficult because you know the the saying, you never go back and Mourinho went back and got sacked and I think there's other people who have gone back and got sacked. But there's been others that Carlo Ancelotti went back and, and won Champions League and stuff. So, but yes, it, it, it made me think a little bit, but knowing as much as I know Chiefs, I know the, I know the, the league, I know, the, I know some of the players very well, and and I know, and I know that even though Chiefs have had what I what I call good coaches in the in the in the last few years, that maybe the chemistry has not been a hundred percent, and the pressures on the players with co with the COVID lockdowns etc. It's just not translated into into the results that they want. So yeah, I know the situation very well. So in that respect, it wasn't difficult, but. In another way, I had to think about it long and hard. Obviously, you know the club very well, but how do you look at this return now, considering that Chiefs have been won silverware in, in a while now and there'll be a lot of expectations, considering, of course, what you achieved with the club in the past. Do you think there's a bit more expectation and a bit more pressure this time around? I'm not sure if it's, there's more. I'm, I'm, I, think there's, I think there's definitely expectation. I think that was one of the things I had to, I had to consider when I was taking it, you know. Well, everybody think now, just because I walk through the door, that silverware is going to stream in. And I mean, that would be naive to think that. But I'm sure there, are, there, there is a, an optimistic feeling, if, if you want to say that. And I've got, to deal, I've got to deal with that. But the way that you deal with all pressures, and I advise players in this exactly the same, the way you deal with all pressure is make sure that you don't, your performance does not dip because of the pressure. You've got to focus on what you can affect, and and that has got to be 100%. So don't worry about all the eventualities that cause you then to give a bad performance that causes bad results. Just block everything else out. Make sure you do everything you, in your power that you can, and if you do that, then you can't do any more, and hopefully that will lead to good results and uh, a positive outcome.
And I'm interested to hear, how do you approach it, Coach? You might have to do a balancing act here because there's um, there's the hope for immediate success now that you are back. But also, I would think that you might want to refresh the team a bit. We've seen the signings that have come in here. How do you find the balance then? Yeah, it's a great question. That's a great question because, you know, the, the, the CAF involvement, it meant that we were really preparing for one game at a time. It was It was like, so... You know, you finish the season with a couple of games where you've got to win the games to to stay in the league virtually. You know, that was the precarious situation that Chiefs were in. And then you go then you go into the semi final against Wydad, <coughs> excuse me, the a team that has already beaten us. So you want to make a game plan that's special for those two games to get through into the final. You do that, but then the final is nothing like the semi final. So you've got you can't play with such a low block in the final. So we have a, a different game plan. And then after that, you bring, you bring in some new faces and you've got to now start working to prepare for the Carling Cup and then the, uh, the MTN8. So we've not had a lot of time with these new players. So to integrate them, as you said, is a, is a, is a challenge. When do you bring them in? When do you feel they're ready? When are they fit? When are they... When are they familiar with the uh, with the way we want to play? So all of that, I think, and I've said this before, I think we will be best further down the road. You know, we've got to make sure that the results in the beginning are positive enough to satisfy all the expectations, but making sure that we we understand that we we're, we're learning all the time and we're improving all the time. So if we can hang in we can hang in with some decent results in the beginning i think that will be a very uh, a very dangerous team and and because you had a longer season than everybody else due to the kef uh, exploits and reaching the final and you mm. had to start earlier than other people because of the culling cup where does this game against sundowns on sunday find you in your pre-season program coach i think it finds us prepared but not not prepared in the way that we want to be. I think we're optimistic enough to think we can we can make a very very strong fist of it. Uh, I think we're optimistic enough and know that we are probably the underdogs because Sundowns have been have been top of the tree for a while now. But we don't feel, for in any way, shape, or form, that we're so we're so hard done to with the with the with the lack of time that we're so hard done to that we. Uh, that we should just skip this game and uh, and hopefully move on. You know, we're going into this one thinking that we have a we have a chance, and if we play well, then we will we will give Sundowns problems. And if and and if if we don't play well, then I think that will be uh, that will be a good lesson for the players as well because they've got to make they've got to get to a certain level. If you're a Chiefs player, a Sundowns player, a Pirates player, with all due respect to everybody else, the, the bigger name teams. There is extra pressure on them to deliver week after week after week. You can get away with the defeats that maybe some of the others, but with the with the with the bigger clubs, I think you've got to make sure that you've got a mental a mental strength to be able to uh, perform regularly. And that's that's what we we will we will find out if the players can or can't in this game.
Yeah. And last season was a strange one for Chiefs, just sneaking into the top eight, obviously without able to sign players. But the club did reach the final of the Kev Champions League. What, what silver yeah. lining or what positives do you take from, from that run in the Kev co- uh, coach that you want to instill in the players? Well, I think, you know, we, we got to the final and that means that, that means that some good work was being done along the way. I mean, I know Gavin, I know Gavin left and I know Gavin well and I know, I know that some of, the, some of the stuff that he was doing with the players, you don't get to a final or a semi-final at the time. You don't get there without having done some decent work. So, you know, I think that, I think that the, the experience of, of actually getting there and then winning the semi-final against a very good team like that and then playing 45 minutes 0-0 against Al Ackley and until we got a man sent off, I thought we were given as good as we got. Now, I think that's got to strengthen the players. But then losing 3-0 has got to tell them you're not, you're not there yet. There's work to be done. And I think that's, that's, where, the players have, that's where the players were. The, uh, the, lack of, the lack of the ability to be able to change players may have, tied, may have tied the hands a little bit. But now that's not an excuse. You know, that's not an excuse because... Because you've got you've got a few new faces coming in, and we've got to make sure that we can integrate them, and we can bring the other players up a level, and that we can uh, we can make sure that we 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 learn from our mistakes, and then we kick on. Yeah, and and talking about those new faces, coach, you found the club in the middle of the process of refreshing the team, signing players. Are you happy with what's been done in the market so far? <coughs> Yeah, listen. There was there was there was some work done before I arrived. Mm. Some of the players I know. So, well, uh, I have to say that the the way that the way that the the new players have approached it and settled in and got down to work, I've been really really pleased with it. We've got some young players. A couple were away at the Olympics. A couple with with me working. They also they also have thrown their hat in the ring, you know? And uh, and all in all I'm I'm quite happy with the squad that we've got now. I think every coach every coach in the league will say, well look like PS PSG when when Lionel Messi came available they wanted him. They didn't say, well I'm not happy with the squad. They probably were quite happy, but if the right player becomes available, you've got to be interested. So I'm sure that the same as every other coach that if the right player became available and we thought it would strengthen our squad, then we'd be interested. But that is not to say I'm displeased with the squad. I think the, the squad have been doing really, really well. And if you get to go back to the market, which areas maybe do you think you need to reinforce? I mean, that may be a, a touch unfair to the players that we've got. But, you know, everybody likes a goal scorer. And we've got a few potential goal scorers, but they've got to be—they've got to be scoring. They've got to be firing. Otherwise, you put a lot of a lot of emphasis and a lot of pressure on your on your defending. So we don't want to be back heavy. We want to get players forward, and if we do get players forward and we create chances, we've got to finish it. So further down the line, if we're not scoring goals, that's the first thing you look for. On the other hand, if further down the line we're conceding goals, you may want to look at the defending department. At this moment, again, I'm quite happy and I've got quite a lot of confidence in the, the boys that we've got. But that's the, way, that's the way football works and I'm sure our supporters will look at it in that way as well.
Yes, and, and before we just hear from the supporters, we spoke about Lee Baxter earlier on. Um, what do you make of the progress that, that it, of the work that is done with the goalkeepers? Because we've seen even in the Kef, in, in the Kef run last season, I mean, any goalkeeper that was called, up, called in stepped up to the plate there and it was like a like-for-like replacement. Yeah, look. I think if you look at the if you look at the goalkeepers we've got, we've got four goalkeepers that are potentially number one. So that creates a problem. But it also, the way Lee has managed it, it's created a huge competition. Now, as long as the lads understand that and embrace that, and they and they work in that way, it's not a problem. But if one becomes dissatisfied with not with at that moment in time being a number three or a number four. That can be an issue. Until now, the four keepers have shown an absolutely exemplary attitude. So Itu, for example, was undoubted number one in the club and country for not so long ago. And he's had his issues with injuries, etc., etc. Now, we've got the other three lads that have, gone, that have gone really, really well. And he now has to fight to retain that number one. Or he has to fight to be number two. You know, so we we really have that competition. But Itu, again, he is he is in better mental shape now, I think, than he was six or seven months ago. He's in better physical shape and he's taking up that challenge. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to say, Okay, no, let me go, let me be a number one at blah blah blah. No, he's not. He's saying, I'm I'm in for this fight if you if you if you want me around and the club have said, Yeah, we do. And we've extended his contract. So I think that's a good example of, of healthy competition. Because just having too many players can become unhealthy competition. Okay, loud and clear there. We are in conversation with the head coach of Kaiser Chiefs, uh, Coach Stuart Baxter, just looking ahead to the new season and just a couple of weeks or the time that he's been back at the club, of course. The season kicks off this weekend with the MTN8 and Chiefs will face sundowns. We do welcome your voice notes on 061-4104-107 if you have any questions uh, for the coach of Kaiser Chiefs. You can also tweet us. Uh, it's hashtag SAFM spot on. It just makes it easier for us to see your tweets. We'll just take a quick break and we'll come back. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Evening, dear member Tulane from Milan. Can you please ask the coach, has he done something with the mental health of the players since the players lost in the final and they lost the league two seasons back? What has he done to revive the players' championship mindset? Thanks. Uh, Taviso, yeah, quick one to your guest, uh, Coach Baxter. Um, I just want to ask, you know, what's, what was the logic uh, from the coach and the team to release uh, given Tibet, you know, because uh, the first time I had uh, Coach Stewart doing uh, an interview, he talked about transaction football, and for me, I think Tibet would fit in in such uh, football. So, what what was the logic behind releasing uh, given TBD? Or do you think that uh, the squad that he currently has now, uh, it's a it's it's a bigger squad, enough squad to contest for the league? This is Joseph Mambo from Mala. Good evening, everybody. This is Itumiling from Middleburg. Um, coach, 
I just want to find out from you, um, what type of football are we going to be playing? Personally, I would like to see us keep the ball more and dominate games, just like what big teams do. Basically, they just dominate games. I'd like to see us do a lot of that. I think that in terms of players, I think we are one or two players short. I think that at right back, or rather at left back, we are sorted with Mashiane. I think he's the right back for us. But I want to find out from you, coach, uh, on, on the right wing, I feel like we are a player short there and a striker as well. Are there going to be more reinforcements coming in? Thank you. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. Good evening, uh, um, Comrade Nyando. Good evening, my genius material, Sylvester Coman. Thank you, guys. Uh, Tabiso, please, can you convey my message to the coach? I'm a Bacchanea, but uh, I must say it out now that uh, some of us as Bacchaneas, we are behind you. Sundowns uh, dealt a blow with us uh, the previous season, last season. So we are behind you. Don't tremble. Don't in fear that uh, at some point they beat you for one and you are rejoining or joining Chiefs even back then. It cannot be a coincidence that uh, you'd be afraid of them because of that. Go out there. I want us to meet in the final, coach. Thank you, Tabiso. Butinkonki in the Eastern Cape. Okay, thank you, Butinkonki, for that. Maybe let's start with that one, coach. It seems like um, people are expecting you, as you said, to knock Sundowns off their patch uh, this season. How, how big is the gap and how close do you think you can close it? Well, I think Sundowns, Sundowns have been the benchmark, really. Uh, it goes me to say that about another team apart from the one I'm coaching, but I think that's the reality of it. You know, we've, they've uh, they've signed they've signed a huge amount of players. Uh, that doesn't in itself give you success. You've got to manage those players and you've got to create a team. But the way they've worked has been a successful recipe. And a, a, a sort of combination of that and the fact that a couple of the big teams have not produced the goods and been the threat that they should be, and Kaiser Chiefs probably amongst them, that has meant that they've, they've ruled the roost. Now, there's going to be a chasing pack, and we, we would like to think that we're going to be one of them. Pirates, I'm sure, would like to be one of them. And we've got to make sure that we put enough pressure on them to make sure that they can't relax there. And, yeah, as I said before, using Sir Alex Ferguson's analogy of when he took over at United and Liverpool were the top team, he says, let's knock them off that perch. So, yeah, we've got to start. We've got to start by, by being a real threat in the MTN 8 game and let them know that people are chasing them now. There was a question about working on the mental aspect of the players, coach. And I remember, if I remember correctly, when you had Bafana Bafana, you'd brought in Martin Skepas as a psychologist. Is that Are you doing something similar at the club? Well, I think the main, the main, source, the main source of, uh, of, mental, of mental work comes from, comes from their everyday work. I think the small, my opinion is that the small things that you do every day, that you make good habits, will, will make bigger changes further down the line. That is, my, that, is my, that is my feeling. 
And the the culture around the team, I think, promotes a healthy, tougher attitude. And you've got to demand. You've got, we've got to demand that from each other. But yeah, we are. We do. We do have a. We do have a connection with with the uh, with people that that can come in and work with the with the players on their on their men, on the mental aspects, their mental health, about their about their issues if they have any about performance anxiety that sort of thing, you know. So we we do we do we we are doing that, and I think that's uh, and I think that's helping. I think that's helping a lot of the players. You know, to be a Chiefs player, to be a Pirates player, a Sundowns player, a big club player. As I said before, you've got to be able to accept the responsibility and even make a friend of it. And, uh, and know that there is a pressure on you to do that, but I can put that on one side and focus on what I can do, and I can go out and enjoy that pressure and deliver under those circumstances. So, yeah, we have, to answer his question, yes, we have done a little bit of work, and I hope that translates to uh, to a better mental attitude. Yeah. Itumeleng wanted to know what type of football can they expect at Chiefs this, this coming season or now that you're back? Again, that's a, that's a that's a question that I think a lot of people a lot of people want to know because when I came to, when I came to Chiefs last time, uh, it was a different era. It was a different era. I spoke about transitions and people people didn't know what I was talking about. Really, they didn't really understand that transitions was any time the ball changes hands, and that the immediate time after a transition was was probably the most dangerous time in the game. So you needed to control that. Now, that is still the case, but we control it, and the world game has moved on, and you control it in a different way. You can control it, for example, by not losing the ball as often because you are better in possession, or you have a better structure, and therefore you can find your your players more easily. So we've, we've moved forward with our game, and we will play a more modern game. I hope we play a more expansive game. I hope that the expansive game will not lead to us being stretched out and hit on transition. And I certainly want us to be a strong defensive team because from that base, you can allow players to express themselves. If you're constantly under threat, then it's difficult to get your creative players on the ball in good areas and let them express themselves. So... Our game, our game, hopefully, has moved forward. It will reflect the, the global game today. And at the same time, I want us to have a strong structure and a strong identity so that it will be something our supporters can identify with and, and hopefully they'll enjoy us playing that way and hopefully the results will come. There was also a question about given Tibedi, uh, there is the decision not to keep him. Yeah, well, we look at, we look at our entire squad and we look at players. In fact, I said this when I, when I first came. We did, we did an inventory of all the players. Mm. And I said, guys, look, we've got to, we've got to say, when we, when we have a player, you know, you, you sometimes loan a player out. And that player that's loaned out, you've got no real plan for him. You know, you just, he, just, he just moves off, moves off and gets some experience. But you've got no real plan for him. Now, given's different. Given we see his potential, but given that we've taken a lot, a, lot, a lot of players, we don't think he's going to get the time that he really needs. So we have a plan for him. And that plan is not, is not to just sort of 
farm him out somewhere to to waste his time, you know. So I like I like giving this a player. I don't think I don't think he's going to get enough playing time with us. So you know when you when you do deals, these deals all have clauses and this and that. So we think that uh, this is this is something that suits uh, that suits given as well. You you've mentioned how key the defence. Um you wanted to be going into the, the the new season. The last time you were here, I mean, you had a Bafana Bafana back four in Kaka, the Masilelas, Gold, and Matoho. There have been additions to the defence this time around, coach. How strong would you say yeah. your backline is? Well, the backline is as strong. It's as strong as the. Uh, it's as strong as the com- the combination of the four. You can have four good defenders that don't make a good back four. You know, and I think our our back four has not played enough together for me to say this is a rock-solid back four. They are giving, they are giving very good accounts of themselves. As I said, Wydad couldn't score. Uh, Alakri couldn't score when we had 11 players on the field. We went through a 90 minutes against Pirates and they didn't score. You know, So we've got, a, we've got a back four that is difficult to penetrate at the moment. You want to stretch, you want to push people forward. You don't want to just sit with a back four in place all the time. You want to get, let your pullback scallop on. And, and how you do that and how you work on transition, how you get reorganized, how quickly we can do that, how strongly we can do that, and how well organized we are, I think that will lead to me being able to say this is a rock-solid back four. At this moment, I can't say that because we haven't got enough experience together. But five or six games down the line, I think what is a good back four today and a good defensive unit, if everybody takes part in our defending, I think we can be, again, we can be a, a difficult team to penetrate. And and now you've had a look at the likes of Njabula Ngobo and Austin Dube, their new signings. What do you see them bringing to the defence, coach? And they're not coming to just any club. They're coming to Chiefs where there's a weight of expectations. Do you see them fitting in immediately or it might take some time? I think we'd have to be. I mean, I remember, I remember Sir Alex when he used to take players to United, and he would buy players sometimes for large amounts of money, and, and big name players, and they would spend eight, eight, eight or nine weeks. They would spend on the bench, and sometimes it could, it could, it cause conflict. Now, I think, I think he did that for two reasons. He did it one because they needed the time to acclimatise, but, but two, it set the tone. It set the tone in the squad that no one just walks in and come and, and, and walks straight into the team and and they and therefore there's no demands on them. Now I think the two lads that you mentioned, they are good lads. They have worked really really hard and I'm so pleased with their attitude. But it would be unnatural if they were to just walk in and blow blow everybody away and go straight into the team. I think we're going to have to blood them blood them carefully. But I've got every confidence that both of them are going to be very good players for Kaiser Chiefs. And the departure of a Katsande, I mean, it's received a lot of attention. It leaves a gap there. Would a Cole Alexandra yeah. or a Nange then fill that gap for you? Well, listen, everybody knows, everybody knows my respect for the, the career so far that, that Willie Katsande has had. He, he had a long time under me and he was an absolute soldier for me. So I've got, I've got a lot of time for Willard. And and I'm sure he's still got he's still got a season. So if he really wants it badly, I think he's he's probably got he's probably got that left in him. Now, 
when when Willard leaves us, do we do we buy a new Willard Katsande? That could be difficult because each player is unique. Or do we solve that in a different way by changing our shape and balance structure or sharing the defensive load that uh, that, that Willard carried? I think we've got We've got Kieran, we've got Blum, we've got Cole, we've got Nanga, we've got Anthony, who who all are different different players. Anthony maybe is the closest one if we want to replace him, but not necessarily. We could go to a three man midfield, for example. We can go to two two pivots and a and an out and out ten. So there's different ways you can solve the problem. But again, I think we need to solve that. Losing, losing Willard, you need to solve that by sharing the load through the team. Same thing with goal scoring. We need to share that by getting goals from all over the field. Talking about goal scoring, coach, just to make reference to your first spell, you seem to have preferred mobile strikers in the likes of Kingston Carter and Knowledge Musona in terms of how you played at the time. Going forward yeah. now, will you be able to accommodate a big number nine who sticks around the box? You mean Sammy? You mean yes, Sammy. Now, look, how we use Sammy will be vital for us. How we use Sammy will be vital for us because if you have a, if you have a nine that is, let's say he's the harpoon, he's the spear at the, at the front, if you've got one that plays like that, people get dragged towards playing him in early and that becomes crosses from all angles of the field. Now, Sammy, I know, has scored goals, but he has scored goals in a period where, where were we were we playing were we playing to our maximum during that time? Now, I think you've got to be careful with that one about you know depending on that one source of of danger. <laughs> Excuse me. I think we can we can use Sammy in a different way. We can make we can make him both both a target and we can use him to make movements to move defenders so maybe our quicker, more mobile players can get in. And I think that how well we do that and how well we get Sammy into the positions that that both he will enjoy and the team will enjoy, I think that will be a big key in our in our attacking play. We have some really good attacking players. It's gonna be about getting them on the ball in the right areas. Yes, and, and the, there seems to be uncertainty again over Samir's future. The same thing happened last season when you were not here. Does it, does, it, does it mean that you might have to go into a market for a striker depending on what, on what happens going forward? It's a, question, it's a question you get asked when you've got, when you've got good players. So if Samir if was, uh, was a very poor player, no one would ask me that question. <laughs> you know, so I think Karma was attracting interest from Pizzo. And people start asking that question, is he going, is he staying, you know? So all of that is, is part and partial of, uh, of managing, managing uh, one of the bigger clubs and also managing the, the, the stars and the egos that, that go with it. So I've got no problem. I've got no problem with that. If one of our players be, becomes famous for, for his performances in Kaiser Chiefs, I'll deal with that. I'll deal, I'll deal with that because it means that we're doing well. Yeah. So if if somebody if somebody comes in and again we're there, I'm sure other coaches are saying, you know, man, maybe I could add a goal scorer. If Sammy Rattles in ten goals for us, I'm sure it'll attract attention. So 
when we come to that bridge, I'll cross it. But at the moment, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable knowing that uh, Sammy and his are play at the moment. Okay, Coach. I'll just wrap up with some of the common questions on social media. A common one for me is, um, how do you see Nobo? How do you plan to use Nobo next season in the centre or on the uh, or wide? I think you've got to you've got a choice. I think I think Machine is not a wide player. When I say a wide player, he's not a winger. You know. So if you if you look at Rio Mares that plays wide on the left, they're both left footers. Uh, Rio Mares is more of a wide player. But if you look at uh, uh, a Kevin De Bruyne who sometimes plays wide or a Silva uh, that plays wide uh, then they start in a wideish position but they come in into almost a number 10 position now the reason they do that is because the angles of how they play when they receive the ball it's much better for them and if they go into a number 10 role they have to constantly be moving at an angle because receiving the ball with their back to goal is not their strength. Now, I think whichever way you want to play, if you're playing a 10, drifting it slightly outside, or as an 11 or a, or a 7, drifting inside, I think you've got to get him at the right angles. See, if he gets to the right angles, he affects the game. If you get him at the wrong angles, people can take him out of the game. So I think that's the key. That's the key. And I like his talent. I like his vision. And... Uh, and I'm interested now to see when he gets back. Now, he's got back from the Olympics. He's had his little rest. We've got to match him nice and slowly. But I'm interested to see what he can do. Yeah. And when you were at Supersport, you promoted a Debo Homokuen and Sipombule, helped develop their game. Is there any possibility of you re- reuniting with them in the new season? Well, that's a, that's a, tough, that's a tough one because... They're not my players. They're not. They're not my players, and and they're quite expensive players. So, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that we can be in the market for that 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 level of uh, transfer fee at the moment. But both of them, both of them are, are talented lads, and uh, I know them very well. And I've, I'd have no problem working with them in the future, wherever I was. Yeah. And have you decided on a team captain for next season? Team captain. Well, we we had a discussion about this the other day, and the club captain will be it. Club, club captain. We mean that whenever he plays, he's yeah. captain. Whenever he doesn't play, he's still club captain. It doesn't change that he's the he's the voice of the squad and he's the he's the go-to man. Now that will not change. Uh, we want we want it apart from that to be a captain full team. We want all players to take responsibility. We want all players to have a voice. We want all players to be confident enough to help their teammates. Now, someone will wear an armband and we're talking, we're talking about a senior player or a player that has been outstanding or a player that has clearly showed leadership qualities. Now, with that one, wait to see against Sundowns, but we want to be a captain pool team. <clears throat> with people that are there to take the pressure, there to take responsibility, there to have a voice, and there to dare to express themselves. Now, I think if you get lots of players doing that, and the, the armband, it can go to almost anybody. Okay, wonderful, Coach. And we'll just end with this voice note before we let you go. Good evening, Taviso. Good evening, SFM listeners. Good evening, Coach Baxter.
you are with a coach that knows what he's doing, a coach with a plan. I'm encouraged and motivated to be a Kosi fan again. To all PSL teams, bring it on. This is Tapelo from Zanin. Okay, thanks, Tapelo. And I think that's the general feeling from social media. People have enjoyed the insight and the clarity you've given here, Coach, tonight. And we really appreciate the time that you've given us. And we just want to wish you all the best for next season. It's been my pleasure, Steve. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Coach is back. He is here. Coach Stuart Baxter back in the country to return Amakosi to the glory days, reclaiming the glory. What was the slogan? Was that the slogan? When, what was the slogan when he was here the last time? I'm going to have to think about that. Okay, let's take a quick break.